To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kirk, episode 127. We back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know you're part of the platform to you get your podcast from. I am your host, Coach Defense, alongside Coach Kirk. We out of Misfits of the Airways, bring you the podcast that keeps the water coolers pumping and the barbershop jumping with hot takes and NBA fast breaks. Coach Kirk, how you doing out there? Doing out there good, brother, with your, with your uh, hater blockers on. The you hater know, blockers, the hater a, blockers, seven thousand official member of the three pumps and accounts team. Yes, president, three pumps count, and, and a client of the yes. three pumps yes. and accounts team. Yes, yes. Not How only am I the CEO, I'm also the client. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Doing What's great. How you doing out there on this fabulous uh, Tuesday? And big shout out to everybody that is going to catch this replay. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Let's get these numbers up. Let's keep growing, let's keep going, and let's keep doing what we do. Two pumps, you're okay. Three pumps, it's a flag. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, you go, That's it. That is it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot going on in the sports world, man. I mean, I just, I'm just rolling through the, rolling through my roller decks like, eh. well, we got a lot of things. We, get, we got to pick and choose. We got no, yes. we don't have no, uh, no lawless content. I tell you that. So we tell yes. you that. Yes. And uh, you know, something I've been itching to get to, you know, regards to the NBA, man. I've been been waiting. Like it's it, you know, it's a good thing. Good and terrible, Kurt. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good thing when when you you know you just sit back and watch the fruits of your labor, right? Okay. You uh you make you know, I don't want to even call them hot takes. You make educated opinions on certain things, certain people, you know, certain scenarios, and you just sit back and watch it play out the way you, exactly how you say it's going to play out. Yeah. And, it, it, and, and that's where we're at. We got the 76ers doing well. We got the Clippers imploding. We got the Buffalo Bills on the brink of implosion. Yes. And, I, and I've been right about all of it. Yes. <laughs> I've been right about all of it. Yes. So, hey, I'm, I'm in a good place right now. I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place. You know, people, you know, look at you crazy like, yeah, I don't know sometimes, but hey, listen, sometimes it's a slow kill. It might not happen right away. Yeah. But it will yeah. happen. It yeah. will happen. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I'm good, man. Good. I'm feeling good too. Cause when I watch my fruits, different things happen. Yeah. <laughs> you go. You on, you on one today. I already see what the deal is. I already get it. I'm already understanding what the deal is here today, sir. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Let's so we won't get into it. we won't get into our topics as always. We'll start with the NBA. We got okay. some things to talk about in the NBA as well, and of course we'll follow up with the NFL. So first and foremost, I'd like to talk about what we got going on in uh, in uh, LA, and not the good LA. <laughs> Let's just talk that way. <laughs> you know, yeah. the other LA. We could call it we call it that. The other LA. Yes. So uh, the beard has landed in LA, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he's he's finally traded. We discussed that already. We, you know, we broke down the trade. We talked exactly about how things went, you know, who got what and when and what the rosters look like post-trade. Yeah. Yep. All that good stuff. Now we get to basketball. Yeah. Now we get to see it, right? Yeah. He debuted last Monday against the Knicks. And, and, uh, and there you go. Well, just jump right to the punchline. <laughs> Why don't you? Yeah. 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 So, it, yeah, haven't, haven't been going well for now. Let me ask this question before I sight unseen. Before we look it up, okay. So the Clippers have not won since Harden's gotten there. Yeah, have the seventy six is lost. <laughs> have I they? I, I think. I, I think the I only loss has been. Um, and glad that he's doing well. Uh, our guy getting hit. Oh, uh, Kelly Oubre. 
Yeah, but outside of that, they have been on a tear. They are, sir, they're on an eight-game win streak. Yes. They're eight and one in their last nine. Yes. So I would argue that they have not lost since the James Harden trade. No. They've been, they went in on and off the court. And sometimes it's multiplication by subtraction. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, <laughs> multiplication by subtraction, yeah, right? You when, you, when you divide, you're mm-hmm. actually able to um, grow. And so what we've seen, I think, uh, for them has been the release of the emotional stress, the emotional tension, mm-hmm. and some things that we saw last season. And I think the telltale sign for me was when jo- Joel got married and your number two, quote unquote, on the court uh, was not there, right? And I understand every friend is not your teammate and every teammate is not your friend. But that is one of those occasions um, that I think unless you're really at odds, you go to support, right? If I invite you, listen, listen here. As a person that's been through a wedding, listen, if I invite you and I got to pay that money for you to attend, you I would appreciate you, show, I would appreciate yeah. you show up. You yeah. know, have a damn good reason why you can't and tell me early, you know, yeah. so we can invite somebody else or, you know, make the proper arrangement so we just don't lose out on money, you yeah. know, and, and then we're talking NBA money weddings. This ain't this ain't regular Joe Schmo wedding. This is this is big NBA money. So they spent a pretty penny, I'm sure, to invite right. Harden and anybody else that was allowed to come to this event. To right. come to the to the wedding. So, yeah, if I don't you don't bother to show up and I invited you, I sent my invite to you and you didn't bother to show up and you were seen. You were seeing other places like concerts and yeah, in other other places that you know you'd rather be at than my wedding. Then that's that's a, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, you know, to, to say the least, and getting back on topic with about the, about Harden and, and the Clippers, mm-hmm. they have not they have not won a game. Have not. Have not won a game. Have not. Uh, they're all four at the moment, and they face the Nuggets tonight. Uh, at ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and uh, I like to believe they're probably gonna be on five. <laughs> yes, but uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not going to jump out the window and say that they're going to be completely, utterly bad this entire season, right? But for right now, it ain't going well. You know, when, when you when you when you look at the optics of the breakup, when it comes down to uh, how you are uh, viewed and who won the the divorce per se, mm-hmm. you know, they did this with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You know, anybody that has a long-standing relationship or or what's supposed to be a a match made in heaven relationship, yep. and it don't work out, you know, they they tend to pick sides. You yep. know, so you know, you got those, you get that group of friends that you know, y'all, y'all husband and wife, and all of a sudden, you know, y'all get divorced, and you know, now you got to divide the friends down the middle. Like, who's going who? Who's yep. who's side? Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? So, needless to say, with uh, 0 and 4 Clippers and the win, the win, win eight in a row winning 76ers, we we kind of see who's winning, who's winning the divorce at this moment in time. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> more like yeah. a match. Man, hell, you right about that. Yeah, you right we, about we, that. We see who leveled up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we see who we see who uh snagged the 52 inch waist and the 36 triple D's. We see who oh. got the winning, oh. winning, the oh. winner, winner, chicken dinner right oh, now. Hello, hello. It's looking hello. lovely. It's looking Speaking lovely. Of, speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> speaking my language. So yeah. yeah. Time to get yeah. nasty, Nate. <laughs> In this cocktail fruit, I get it. I got it. I got it. So yeah. So. To say the least, you know, James Harden got to the Clippers. Like I said, they're on for at this moment. 
you know, he decided to uh, have us uh, introductory press conference where he aired some things out about him being in Philly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he said, I'm not a system player. I am the system. Well, the system is broken at the moment when it comes down to the Clippers. So, uh, yeah, we need yeah, a software not, upgrade right now because uh, running on Windows XP right now. We, yeah, we, we all we over here. Glitches. We all over here. Windows 11. You were still run, trying to run XP. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. some ain't right. Some ain't right. You know, and again, you get. They're not getting addition by subtraction. Kind of play on your analogy earlier. You're not right. getting addition by subtraction. They, 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 they sit. They, I guess you could say they trade away some role players and some draft capital for, yeah. you know, the mystique of James Harden. And to be clear, you know, I want to get your opinion. Is that you know from top to bottom how you feel about this and what is what the outlook is? But for me, I mean, I, I air my grievances about this situation on many occasions on this podcast about what James Harden is and isn't. You know, and my biggest problem with James Harden, you know, and I think to him, it's funny because they paired the same two dudes up together, him and Russell Westbrook. They had, they had, they lack accountability right. themselves, you know, and I feel like that's a rapid thing going on in the world right now. People just, just refuse to, you know, uh, you know, take accountability for their own actions, look themselves in the mirror and say, what did I do wrong and do right? And what could I right. be better at? What could I do differently to kind of change the, the narrative around me? Right. These, these two dudes don't do that. You know, yep. it's, it's, you know, I think that I, I'm a, I will put John Moran in that conversation up until now, you know, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and quite a few others, you know, even to the point where I don't know if you saw this and I wish I wish I had captured it before they took it down. But Valley mm-hmm. Sports had a, a a commentator talk about James Harden uh, glowingly or not so glowingly, however, do you, you know, wanted to, wanted to depict it, basically telling them, you know, telling the brass tax truth about what's the problem. And the problem is James Harden. You know, and they and they were pressured too, and thus took it down. And I got a feeling that James Harden's camp had something to do with that because it's bad press and bad, you know, I guess you can say painting a bad narrative around him. But yeah, again, you can't you can't hide with the truth from the truth, but so much, Not you know, because all. because if one thing is going to happen, if nothing else, if James Harden knows to come to grips with, about him, you know, being the catalyst in the in these problems he's been going through in the past eight years. If one thing you're going to un- understand, if nothing else, is this: you're going to be out of the league soon. You're on a one-year deal, sir. Yes. And I promise you that if this does not work glowingly, don't look for the Clippers to resign you. And let's not forget that n- nobody else was knocking down the, the seventy cents door to get you from them. And when you were made it clear that you wanted out, so right. I think your next step is out the league. Yep. So again, you know, you're you know in a in a mid 30s, 33, 34 year you know range. Yep. That typically means you got at least two to three more good years in in your uh, bag to to play basketball, right? Yeah. But what you're doing to yourself as a from a character perspective is going to make that could be cut short by a good two to three years. Yeah. Easy. You know, and I and I think I said this before, and I said again that you know he's he's the law of diminishing returns. You know he he's the he's a he's the player that is clearly regressing at a very very high level. He's aging like milk. His game is aging like milk. And ever yeah. since they ever since they put that rule in, they call it the James Harden rule. Yeah, you, you know where you can't, you know, you know, create space and 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 jump into players and things of that nature to get fouls and get free throws. He's been he's been a different player. He hasn't yeah. been the same. Yeah. So, I would argue that you know his game is aging like milk. Is, is is moving away from what he likes to do. You know, and he has he hasn't refined his game or done anything different to his game to make him you know a more versatile player. So guess what. <laughs> your services will no longer be leader here very shortly services uh, no longer rendered you know so again we're you know i mean I, we're not gonna see and act like because clippers fans don't got 
you know, they, they have a lot uh, of things to say, especially when they went on this 11 game win streak against the Lakers. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I got any love for Clippers fans, but right. You know, uh, y- y'all, y'all live for it. I'm going to be honest. And I, I just don't see from my perspective that this is going to work much better than, than it's working now. I mean, cause I think we understand and we both agree that he is who he is at this point. And yep. at, at 34, 35 years old, I don't see it getting any better. None. So what is your take, you know, as far as, you know, the, what they've done through this four-game stretch? And what's the outlook for you and your opinion going forward? Uh, I think it's telling, and I think we said it early on, right, is you have to be very careful of the chemistry of a team and what you're bringing in. And so when you add, you know, a person, you're not just adding what they bring on the court. You're adding what they bring in the locker room. And if you ain't coaching it, you're condoning it, right? Oh, and I know, it yeah. If you're not coaching it, you're condoning it. Mm. And I know Ty Lu, I would give him much props. He he spoke all the right things, he said all the right things, but there's some things you cannot coach, right? And when looking at it of what they received and what they gave away, again. I haven't done this, the the analytical part, the stats to see how those players are performing. But one of the things that we did mention is that those players, just from a depth and role position, made 76ers better, right? I haven't looked at the numbers, haven't went and studied minutes and things like that. But just from a player overhaul perspective, mm-hmm. It made the 76ers better. It hurt, in my personal opinion, it hurt the Clippers because something has to change. And are you able to weather the storm of the change? And right now, the record is showing that you're not. The record is showing that it's not working. And I don't believe it's a situation. Sometimes you get uh, you get these trades, you get these additions where it's like, hey, they got to figure it out. Well, I don't believe this is just a figure it out situation. Uh, when you have Kawhi, when you have Paul George, when you have Russ and now Harden, let's look at what happened last year when they figured it out. They came together as a team. I think people started to understand their roles, where I fit in, what I do well, how what I do balances or supports what you do. Got it. We're good. Now you're adding in a new bacteria to your Petri dish, and you don't have the antibodies to deal with it right now. Look at you breaking down the science. Come on now. Come on. Come on. I'm black. I ain't stupid. Hold on now. <laughs> I read on Sundays. On um, Sundays. Okay. On Sundays. But okay. yeah, when you look at it again, looking at let, let's listen. Let's let's make let's make both teams gray, nameless faces. Mm. If I'm looking just at record, if I'm looking just at what's happened since that moment, one team's ascending and one team's descending. Yeah. And that would tell me that there's something. If I had, if I had a known good. And I'm looking at the change. Something has changed and it's affecting one team. Well, both teams are being affected. Um, both teams are being impacted, but one team is impacted in a way 
that's uplifting them and another team is impacting in a way that shows there's an illness, there's a disease that needs to be eradicated and they better get some antibodies in this situation or before you know it, 0-4 can go to 0-8 and, and in this division, you drop too many games you're going to be in a place that you don't want to. And here's the thing. None of the father time is not on their side. You're talking about we have one player with a knee issue. We have one player that's dealt with their own injuries. You got another player, as you said, high volume, high percentage player, but they're getting older. And then you have a player that's never been known for being physically uh, in physical fitness, wore a fat suit, whatever. You don't get better if you've never if you don't have a base that you started from of being better. So mm -hmm. there's no, you know, listen. The nightlife is a nightlife and it's undefeated as well. And no one's ever beat the nightlife consistently. Right. The those those players that played in the era of hard living, hard partying, uh, those days are not these days now. And players are not built like that to go out, smoke, drink, come into the game drunk and play their best game. No, no. And so I don't see this working out well. I was hesitant of when it happened uh, because I was worried about the lineup and I was worried about how it was going to work. And I was worried about the chemistry. And again, as you said earlier on the first take, sometimes you just got to sit back and listen. You got to George Bush them. You got a George Busham. You know what I'm saying? A fool, you fooled me once. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. And I'm going to leave it right there, sir. Okay. <laughs> nice mic drop. Nice <laughs> mic drop. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I mean, holistically, man, I just like, look, this is what happens, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a, I won't call it a dead horse, but it's a, it's a reoccurring issue and theme when it comes down to the Clippers, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I will harken back to this whole interview with, uh, with Lou Williams when he said that, that the Clippers had it in their mind that people weren't going to value the bubble championship like a normal championship when most people that you asked that were in the bubble, no matter who team you won, they said it was much harder than, you know, being in uh, a normal environment, a normal playoff environment. It was much right. more difficult. It was much more difficult to win that title. But they used that as an excuse to say that they took their foot off the gas and yep. they, that was their best opportunity to win a championship. And they uh, basically mailed it in and gave up a 3-1 lead and got ousted out of the playoffs because they didn't feel like the championship was going to be valued. Now, listen, I don't give a damn what type of championship or what environment I'm in. If I don't have any, I got to get one. I got and when, and, and when I got it, when I can get one, I got to get it. I don't give a damn when it is or how uh, I got it or how, how a lockout year, a, a shortened season, COVID season. It could be three what? games, damn it. Listen, and we got to go a three-game series, and I win two of them. I don't listen, give a damn. Listen, a lockout season, COVID season, rabbit season, duck season, I need a, I need a championship. I need one. 
I need one. If I don't have I any as a franchise, championship, if I don't have any as a franchise, I'll have any as a player, and I'll have any as a franchise. That should make you double down on the fact that you should be able to take advantage of that opportunity. If you felt like in the in the locker room that this team was good enough to win a championship, you should have done it. Let's I say, get it. I say that to say this is the problem, and the systemic problem that's always been going on with the Clippers. Yes, it's the simple fact that they make these bold moves yes they, they go this completely and utterly you know completely recklessly you know abandoning all logic in certain cases yes. to try to get there right yes and then when it does not work out it, it, it implodes and then guess what you're left back at ground zero again pick try to pick up the piece and figure out what you're going to do next yep right because it, it's not let's not act like they've been uh drafting you know i guess you can say uh, uh, a savant of drafting, you know, high caliber, you know, college players or, or G League players. You know, they picking and, and and trying to trying to cherry pick from other teams that teams that they're, they're you know either getting rid of their star or becoming free agents. Things yeah. like that, and throwing all this kind of money at it and just putting all these random people in a, in in a, in a pot and hoping that it makes a good gumbo. And it's not. Yep, it's not. So again, this is this is on this is just as much on Balmer and Lawrence Frank as it is the players themselves. Yes, because again, we talked about the dynamics of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and them not being available, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in certain spots, it's really been the Achilles' heel, no pun intended, of this of the problem of this team. Number one, because they're supposed yeah. to be the big, big stars. Yeah, and you bring in the two high usage dudes in Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Yeah, who again are, are, are completely, utterly useless without the ball in their hand. You know, I don't. I don't see how you expect this dynamic to work, and to the to the point to the the level of it being a contending team. Now, yeah. I'm not going to sit up and say that they're going to lose every game. I'm not saying that. That's just ridiculous yeah. to say. They are professional athletes, and they have had success in the past. You know, on their own. I, but I will say this: that we we shouldn't expect, based upon how they constructed the team in this moment in time, for this to be anything but. Uh, uh, a lower tier, maybe a playing team at this moment, because based upon how the West is constructed, nobody's going to give you anything. Yeah, nobody's yeah. going to give you anything. And if you lose a player here and there, and you got, if you have to be rely on James Harden and Russell Westbrook to win your games night in and night out, good luck. Yeah, yeah. And we said that you you could you could get away with one. Yeah. Right. You could get away with one high volume type player, and yeah. they had that one in Russell. Right. So why would you just go down and go get another one? There's only one basketball. Hello. And when you're talking about somebody saying, I am the system, and there's one of the reasons from reports of why Houston didn't want him back because he wanted to be back in the role where the basketball is Starting mainly focused. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's he's not that player no. right anymore. Now. No, anymore. He's not. he's not that player. And nope. so, as you say, you made a great point. I hope people really pay attention to it. When your game doesn't refine itself, when your game is not able to adjust and adapt, you become a dinosaur and you become extinct very quickly because, again, the rules have changed. You're not going to get away with what you used to on top of your athleticism is not the same. Nope. And so those things that you could do that you could get away with in 27, 28, 29 now, as you're getting older, the vertical drops a little bit. The, the jab step is not as fast as it used to. Can your game change and match the the changing of the times? And if it cannot, 
then those players that you could create separation from are now blocking your shots a lot more frequently. Absolutely. And so, listen, just we're going to see what happens this time next week. And I hope there's more in the left column than the right, but I wouldn't bet on it. I'm not hopeful, especially with them. They leading leading off this new stretch with Denver. Even with no Jamal Murray, they're leading off with Denver. They still got everybody else. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure the defending champs are not going to take it easy on you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Clarence Clarence Thomas has a better chance of liking black people. You know what? Okay. All right. right, Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I'm spicy tonight. Yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. I'm loving this, though. I'm loving this. Yes. So, and moving on to the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, in the breakup in the aftermath. Yeah. So, as you can see on the screen, if you watch this on YouTube, they, this is the roster how is currently constructed after the trade. This is nice. Oh, you got you got Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton, Kelly Oubre, Tobias Harris, Joe Allen Embiid in the front in the front starting five. Yeah. Your bench, you got Patrick Beverly, KJ Martin, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, and Paul Reed. Yep. And that particular dynamic under Nick Nurse, let's not let's not let's not leave the idea or the fact that Nick Nurse is the coach. Yeah. And and that might have been the best decision that Daryl Moy made as a GM. It's hired is hired Nick Nurse as a coach. Yes. So I would argue that this team is where it's currently constructed, you know, based upon who the coach is. <clears throat> Could have been the best, I guess you can say, iteration. Of the 76ers since Joel Embiid's been there, Sons, uh, Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. tenure. Yes. So um I'm curious though. I had to have to ask one question. Why didn't they resign Tyrese Maxey to his max deal? I wonder about that. And how he feels about that. And I'm just gonna throw it out there as, as a as an idea, a, th- a thinking point to keep in, in the kind of tucked in your hat, just to re- just to understand that you know if things go differently. You know, uh, you know, towards the you know midpoint of the trade deadline, or thus after, you know, what was the reason why they didn't exercise giving him his max deal when it was a when it was available to him? You know, but you know that aside, you know, just keep that in your in, in back of your mind. But but outside of that, you know, I, I don't see much of anything. You know, uh, that's you know, I guess you can say uh, wrong or or uh, disruptive with the team at this morning. They they seem happy. They playing happy. They playing together, you know. I mean, it's 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 it's. I mean, just and it's not like that. We're gonna sit here and act like they've been walking over like the bottom tier of the team in the league. I mean, I can run you off exactly who they played in yeah. the stretch. So they, uh, what was the date on? So what was the Monday's last Monday's date? Uh, last, that was the six. Okay. Yep. So let me look at the overall schedule here. So as as of the six, they play Washington, they play Boston, Detroit, and Indiana, and then they're playing Indiana right now. Yep. Uh, the scores were one forty six to one twenty eight. Mm. Three point win against Boston, one hundred six to one hundred three. Mm-hmm. Detroit one fourteen to one hundred six. Beat Indiana one thirty seven to one twenty six. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, they're playing Indiana right now. Yeah. Um, and the score of that game is. Oh, it's, it's it's tight. It's 117-115. The 76 are down by two or four minutes left in the fourth. So uh Joel Embiid has 34 and 10. Just a just to bring context on it. Now, mind yeah. you, this isn't the same Pacers team either. So, you know, if you were looking at well, they played the Pacers. The Pacers are, I believe they're third in the East right now. Much so better. 
So they, it's not it's not like they're the normal you know air quote pushover that they've been. They're they're a much better team. Um, and we talked about them. They're fourth. There's yeah. one game behind Miami is fourth or half a game. So we talked about how they could you know ultimately take the next step when based on that roster structure. So they're playing good ball. Yes. So I would like to believe that uh, you know it's it was just one of those things where you had to get the bag out of the room. What do you think? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, just if uh, if you look at just and for everybody watching this, uh, if you just look at the screen, look at the roster. There's a there's to me when I looked at this, there's a comfort, right? You don't see conflict. You don't see how these pieces don't mix well together. This is grandmama's Sunday dinner right here. This is comforting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right here when you look. Okay. You see Tyrese Maxey, Patrick Beverly, Be- Patrick Beverly. There's no contention there. There's no, oh, I don't know my role. I don't understand what I'm coming off the bench for. There is clear that, that, cut. That, that's one thing I'll give Patrick. I don't give Patrick really, really credit for a lot of things, but he will come in and he will play his position. I give he him credit plays for that. His role. He, plays he plays his position. position. I, give, I give him credit for that. He always has done that. I give him credit for that. He'll be an antagonist, but it's sometimes it's 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 more favorable to have the antagonist on your team. Oh, absolutely. Than against you. They say that right? about Jermon Green all the time. They said you much rather play with Jermon than play against him. Yeah, yeah. And so when you look at this, when you look at now KJ Martin coming in in that position, when you look at Nick Nicholas coming in for Kelly, right? When you look at Morris and Covington. Uh, spelling Tobias Harris. And when you see Paul Reed, Paul Reed is not coming in with the expectation to have to, that they're looking at him to drop 20 to 25. They're mm-hmm. not looking at him to be Embiid. They're mm-hmm. looking for him to, to, to fulfill a role, give Embiid a break, play your position. And then, and then once Embiid is refreshed to let him go back and be the big dog. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's all. So there's no confusion. There's lines of delineation. There's clear cut. Hey, this is our, you're the second wave and we just need you to hold the ship. Build on what we've done. And so that's why I love it. I really think, and I'm, I'm going to jump out here and answer the feather and you know, what you asked me to keep in my hat. I really think it was a situation where let us see from our ownership, let us see what the situation is. Because we saw spurts of Tyrese and the ability, but you really didn't know because of who was in front, right? So you like, James Harden was was blocking that blessing. But go ahead. That there, look, you just you answered, you summed it up so smoothly. The blessing was being blocked, and now when that person has been moved, you really get to see. It's like coaching, and you have that kid that. Just consistent, but you haven't seen him in the game because you have somebody else there in that position. But when an injury or that person leaves, you get to see what you thought in real time. And now you're seeing the ascension of Tyrese Maxey stepping into his role, stepping into his position. And here's the here's the thing. And people should know if they've listened to us over time. Look at how your superstar resonates and and bonds with that new person mm-hmm. if your superstar is smiling laughing enjoying themselves on the bench you know 
in, uh, mingling and, and conversating, that's a good that's a good thing that's going to it's going to come together. Right. It has to be like, organic, though. It, it's organic. People, they try to force it for the cameras. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it has to and, be organic. And Embiid's body language with Maxi is very similar to what it was when Jimmy Butler was there. Embiid Ooh. looks to be in a much better place. And that allows him to play better basketball. But he has, he has in Maxi what people thought Harden would be. He has someone that can walk up to him and say, Hey, this is not your night. I will do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. You take a break. Cause Maxi, I don't know if people watched. Oh, he, he ain't averaging 12. No, it, uh, it, that'll be 28.6 points a game. He ain't disappearing. No. He's not going cold in the third and fourth quarter. Not at all. Maxie's dropping buckets. He's averaging 28.6 points a game and 7.2 assists and a steal and a block a game. And I think he's had a – what? if memory serves me, hasn't he had a 35-plus, 40-point game this year? I would argue it was like a 50-point game. I thought I read. Okay, I thought it was a 50. I didn't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, it was a 50-point game against Indiana the other night. 50. 50. 50 is 50. I don't care what. But 50, listen, 50 is 50. He dropped 50 on 62.5% shooting. He shot 625 from the field. He shot 62 and a half from three. Excuse me, I lied. He shot 63 and a half, 63 and a half from three in his 50-point barrage and he shot perfect from the free throw line and he had five assists three I blocks don't, i don't think in three games harden's percentage has been 60. <laughs> we all do listen we are we are listen tyrese max is a much younger and unselfish player than than james harden will ever be so he's again that's a very very efficient very efficient and i think he's growing like you know because he's a young person he's not he's not you know he's not you know a, a truly you know, season, you know, 28, 29 year old veteran yet. Right. You know, he's still coming into his own. He's still ascending in my opinion. Yeah. So I was, I would argue that, you know, his, his, his lack of, uh, you know, ego on top yep. of the fact that, uh, you know, he is, you know, doing with the numbers he's doing at this clip, you know, you know, you know, post Harden and, yeah. and B's playing at the level he's playing, you know, they just need the role players just to, just to play their position. And, they're going to win a lot of basketball games. That's that's just it. That's just it. And, and again, I think they will be happy once they see this, you know, I guess you can say 40-plus game sample size of what Tyrese Max can be. Yeah. I think they'll be glad to write that check for that extension at, after that after that mark. So Book it. Yeah. So, again, you know, and who else who else wants to play with this mob? Because, I mean, they got room for another good another player or two here. Because, I mean, I would like to argue that Ubre, Harris, and Melton are not making big dollars. And Max no. ain't been paid yet. So, they got money. Yes. They got money. So, it's just a question of uh, – can you imagine? I mean, I'm, I'm just going to throw a lot. I'm going to just throw a little nugget here on this. Uh, here. Can you imagine if, if Donovan Mitchell made his way somehow in some way to, to Philly to play with these two? You give me a backcourt of Tyrese Maxey and Donovan Mitchell and Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid in the front court. Money. <laughs> count that's it up. Simple. Count it up. Money. Count it up. Count yeah. it up. So, yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, even with the team currently constructed at this moment, you know, I think that them, you know, with the Bucks struggling, we're going to talk about them in a second. You know, look, the Celtics and in, in, in the 76ers are definitely, uh, you know, showing that they're the two best teams in the East at this very moment. So, yeah, so we'll, we 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 want to you know wait with bated breath 
Um, and we got to get Coach Benson on here soon, too, to get get his opinion on exactly how he feels about this. Once everything is kind of, you know, giving you a, a, a good enough sample size because we're in the second week of the trade, right? Yeah. So, you know, week or two, we can get him on, on, on the show and see how he feels yeah. and give us his take on what he thinks the 76ers ceiling is. Yes. You know, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, pivoting slightly to uh, a, a more, uh, I guess you can say, controversial topic, um, you know, it was a segment we call expect the unexpected. But the NBA, the starts of the NBA season been kind of wild. And I think it's the second year in a row we've talked about this, how things are didn't go as we expected, right? right? Uh, we talked about, you know, we talked glowingly and, and negatively to in, a, in its own right about certain teams that we felt like were going to ascend or be good early on in the season, certain teams we thought were going to struggle. And I think that for the most part, it's completely flipped. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, to say the least. So, um, and talking about, you know, teams that are, uh, you know, I guess you can say, um, you know, having unexpected starts to the season, we got the Mavericks, the Rockets, the Bucks, the Pacers, and the Warriors on this list. Yes. So, I'm going to start with the most obvious and most glaring one to me is the Mavericks start. You think? I, I did not have them at eight and two on my bingo card. I did not. At it all. <laughs> I did not have that. Actually, put them numbers and flip them. Two and eight was more what we was thinking. Agreed. Agreed. I did not have them at that mark. I did not. No. So, you know, for sure, that, that that's a shocker, to say the least, for them to be eight and two. Yeah. Uh, and and the way Kyrie and Luca are actually playing off each other is surprising to me. Yeah. Because, again, it, it's, it's just like they pick and choose and they take turns, you know. And I, and I don't want to hearken it to the same dynamic, the same, same case, right? But you know, it's kind of it's kind of reminiscent of what uh, Kyrie and LeBron were for each other. Yeah, like you know, is this that you you know you go and, and you don't want to put a, a a set time frame on it, but you know, okay, yeah, I get it going in the first quarter, you know, and then when I go out to the bench, you get it going, and vice versa. We just kind of play off each other, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, like Luca Luca starting the game off, you know, and then Kyrie comes in, you know, he hits. You know, a stride where he's scoring, you know, uh, you know, back to back buckets and you know, or, or just a barrage of points. Yeah. And they just they just go back and forth, you know. Yeah. And and I and ironically, and this is probably what gets me the most is the fact that they've gotten they've gotten much more better support from their role players than I thought they were gonna get. You know, to to the point where they got a rookie, I believe, that he's playing, you know, at uh at, at a really high clip. I mean, they're saying that he had a better start than Wimbayana in certain cases. Mm-hmm. You know, so that all that is, is is surprising to me, you know. And again, we didn't we didn't know much about this young kid that they got, you know, uh, from you know from a name you know name recognition perspective. You know, Derek Lively is his name, Derek Lively the second. Yeah. So he's playing a good ball again. Kyrie and uh, and Luca playing off each other. Derek Jones Jr. is playing well. And we did we also didn't really address the idea of them having Grant Williams from the seventy six from the Celtics last right. season. He's he's there as a free agent. Is their power forward? So they got a nice little starting five with, the, like I said, with the surprise of having Derek Lively play so good so so early on, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm very shocked about that. How do you feel about their their particular start, and where do you think this is going? Is this a Utah situation where they start off hot and kind of start to fizzle out once people figure them out, or what, do you think this is sustainable? I, uh, after a ten game sample size, I think this is sustainable because. What we didn't see, what we saw last year mm-hmm. was Kyrie, Luca, stand back and watch. We saw Luca pressing, right? And rightfully so, when you have been 
again, when you have been the everything, it's hard to relinquish to relinquish that. That's true. Right? Because it's like, hey, I've been I've been the 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 judge, the juror, the the bailiff. I've been all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you don't recognize that you have someone that can help. It's getting comfortable to allow the it trust, to work. The the trust, trust right? Yeah. And so what I think we saw last year was them working through it and players going away from the, hey, we just give it to Luca, we give it to Kyrie, and then we just sit back and watch. Mm. No, it it's now a how do we fit in helping them? And like mm. you said, they really I think I think they've had a moment like, hey, I'm great in what I do. You're great in what you do. And we can be great together. We don't have to contend and fight for it. Right. Mm. So like you said, you've seen the hey, when Luca's hot, feed Luca. Mm. We do know that Kyrie, when you are talking about somebody who can go unconscious quickly. Hey, he he's can a, drop eleven. He's, a, he's a walking. He's a walking basket in most nights. He can go eleven and fifteen <laughs> he, in the yeah, blink he, of an eye. He's a walking basket in most nights. And it's just the way he, the way he gets to his spots and gets to his shots. It's just, oh man, it's one oh, of man. a kind. It's one of a kind. Listen, a lot of people have talked about, and especially a lot of high level NBA people that know the game, they've talked about the savant that Kyrie is knowing breaking down the basketball uh the the rent the rim and the backboard to nine mm-hmm. different spots and being able to do english and mm-hmm. again if you don't know if you weren't aware Kyrie spent a lot of time with kobe oh yeah and he absorbed mm-hmm. a lot from kobe and if you ever listen to kobe talk he he highlighted that Kyrie was that person right mm-hmm. and so you're seeing some of that but again you're seeing them flow well together if Kyrie's hot Kyrie go Luca's hot Luca go and then with these both with both of them being high level scores it's hard when one of them is hot and they're being fed because then you have to shift the defense of that person mm-hmm. but one thing that you said and we've seen Kyrie's a tremendous x factor and that is him being number two, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of teams that, that have, have number a number two, two that like good. that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I and agree. so I think, listen, barring injury again and barring pressing, I think this could be a sustainable situation because at any time you have somebody that can help some the other person out. And if Kyrie does go into a just an 18-point game, you know Luca can drop 35 with no issue at all. We've and seen I think, it already. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen it already this season. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're seeing something with Luca's cardio as well. I hope so. Now, because that was going to be my question. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. I was like, this is a long season, though, because we have seen when Luca goes in these hot and, and long stretches and tears early on, you know, it gets, gets kind of wonky in the middle of the season because, again, he is banged up. He gets tired, you know, just at the third because, again, he's he, he utilizing a lot, you know, um, you know, minutes-wise, effort-wise, right. energy-wise every night. So, right. you know, his body tends to break down on him. So He's that, not pressing like he was, though. Right, That's right. Which, but yet you know. again, you know, to your point, you know, if Kyrie can sustain that, 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 you know, you know, tag team role that they got going on, 
Yeah. You know, when you know, when again, when you're not having your best night or having your best moment, you tag me in and I can I can I can pick up the slack. If they can continue to that particular model, yeah, they can go far. Yeah. But but um, but yeah, again, I, I do feel like it's early. You know, I do think that they will uh some teams, you know, once they get a little bit of film on them, they'll it, it'll be uh a more of a, a conscious effort to try to, you know, take away what they do well. Yeah. Um so you know, when we get into that model, then we'll really they'll really be the test to see exactly how good this team can be. But right. I'm 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 very surprised about what Derek Lively's doing. Very surprised about you know what Kyrie and Luca together are doing. Right. Uh, you know, it was, it was a, definitely Devin shocked me to him be starting at eight and two. And again, I just can they keep it up? You know, and yeah. how they go, how they fare? You know, against a healthy and whole Suns team. You know, that's a good matchup for them. You know, of course, the defending champs. How they play the Lakers. You know, I mean, we give the Clippers a lot of crap, but they they should be a good defensive team for them. Um, so. You know, how they match up against them, the Kings, yep. you know, that those young guns. So yeah, it just it just is, you know, you know, just to see, give me about give me about 10 to 20, 10 to about 15 more games to, to really get my uh, you know full on it, you know, model whether or not they can keep this up. But for yep. right now it looks good. Yes. Right now yes. it looks good. Yes, yes. So moving over to the Rockets. Now we did an expose on the Rockets for the preseason. And we talked about how good this team, you know, was maybe a year away from being uh you know, highly relevant, you know, based upon the talent they were bringing in, right? And the coach, yep. of course, with yep. Emi Odoka, right? Um, but I don't think we expected to be six and three no. <laughs> right now no. uh, to start the season, right? Um, and I think they were, they like, like a couple of, you know, plays here and there from being seven and two or eight and one, right? Yeah. So I believe that, you know, because we kind of t- took a step back with the Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, situation, right? Yeah. And end up trading him away. Um, with his domestic, you know, the violence, you know, incident that he's dealing with. So, you know, so what do you feel about the Rockets? Like, how do you feel about their six and three start? And and what do you think, you know, this is headed to um, in, going into the next 10 to 15 games? I think the the Rockets are taking care, uh, taking advantage of people sleeping on them. Right. Uh, one thing one. that we did say is that with that roster, they had the potential to sneak up on people. They did because look, personal his personal situation aside, he's a hell of a coach. Oh, right? may, yes. Oh, that, no question he about may, that. Is a hell of a coach. No question and about that at all. He had a roster that had potential, and a roster that was moldable. Very mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. right? Very young, but that was a good thing. And we highlighted it when we was going through. Um, and talking about the Rockets, they had multiple players that played in the G League that played at a very high level. Um, and we we talked about how this team, if people are overlooking them, they could, you know, it's like playing spades and you get a couple of queens and jacks to walk, right? Mm-hmm. You got you got somebody not paying attention to the board. Right. You got somebody not paying attention to the hand mm-hmm. or your partner can cover down and throw off because they have all the high cards and you have a jack and a queen. And right. so your jack and queen walks. Well, the Rockets have been able to get a couple of them jacks and queens. That's a fact. Walks, right. And so this is a team. And again, we're going to go back and watch the replays, watch the clips. This is a team that if people are not paying attention, they will be either ready for the play-in or right there hovering above. Yeah, keep sleeping. The play-in because people sleep on them, and before you know it, 
It's like, wait a minute, they play off, they play off worthy. They yeah. they're not in the play-in game. They're actually making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not surprised, right? When you don't know better, then you don't know not to you you don't know that you shouldn't be there. You just think it's normal. And I think right now the Rockets are building momentum. They're being coached up. They're being coached to believe. Mm-hmm. And they're going out and they're people gonna have to prove them. They're gonna have to people gonna have to prove that they shouldn't be winning. And so mm-hmm. listen, I'm 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 they're playing great basketball. Uh they have the basketball version of the of Southern Drake on their team. Southern Drake. Yeah. And again. <laughs> You can say what you want. We saw one team that is suffering and he's not on it. And we saw yeah. another team that is being helped with him on it. And that's so, it. yeah, that's it. You know, but what's your that's thoughts on it? Are you, you know, again, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, but I, I, yeah. it's one of those things where they did, they did us a favor in a sense, because I, we think we both were right. We just didn't expect them to hit the accelerator that fast. No, nah, they came out the gate in the Ferrari mode. <laughs> they did. We thought they was gonna come out in 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 a uh, Geo Metro mode, you know. Little if Toyota they was driving Ferrari, a Tesla, they they, yeah, they started yeah. with ludicrous mode. They did ludicrous speed. <laughs> ludicrous speed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I I didn't think they was gonna come out against that fan. I thought they would no. be good, you know. And I was like, so I, I, I don't, like I said, the only question I really had is how they want to mesh together with Kevin Porter being gone. Yeah. Right. Because I think he was gonna be a big part of this team. Yes. You know, he's going to add to that that dynamic and that that scoring uh, uh, front that was going to make them even more formidable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all boy, how you mesh the piece together. But again, that's one thing Ime is really good at. I think we both can agree that if nothing else, the Rockets and the, and the 70s is going to be coached well by Nick yes. Nurse and Ime. So yes. they're going to be coached well. I, not my concern. I only thing I was concerned about is the, the leaving of Kevin Porter and, you know, how you mesh the team together because all these kids, outside of the people they drafted all of them are new yes all of them are new but i will say this it does it did open the door for you know cam whitmore to get more minutes with kelly kevin porter being gone so that's mm-hmm. it's that's you didn't lose anything necessarily by you know having him gone because you allow your rookie to get more experience and, and quicker because right. his minutes are going to be limited with kevin playing but, but the fact that kevin's not playing anymore he's going to be able to get on the floor more and be, and be able to uh you know get his game together quicker so yeah. yeah, I'm 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 just probably surprised. I think I would just I'm just happy to be right quicker than I thought I was going to be. True. You know, that's all that's all I really think about those uh those uh nine games that they played so far. Yeah. You know, so hopefully onward upward for them on that. Yep. Now, moving over to the Bucks though. Now, do we expect with the Dame trade being executed and how they had to give up very little that they would be 6 to 4 right now? You know, let me be honest. I was hoping that this wasn't going to be the case. You know, it was one of those situations that, and I will speak for me personally, it was a hope that it works out. Mm. Concerned, but moving in belief. And right now, it's a, man, gosh, it's a, man, gosh, damn moment, right? Uh Um, Because you wanted it to turn out better. It's like your homeboy dating the you know uh being with the one young lady and you're really hoping that she does not follow the path of all the toxic dates he's had oh and she ends up turning out the same way oh okay let's go right at six and four again i was really really hoping because they started off promising 
they started off like, oh, man, this is going to work, you know, and you highlighted it again about, hey, is this going to be a situation where Dane can come in and coexist, mm -hmm. right, with Giannis? I will tell you when I got concerned, when I watched an interview with Dane and the language that he used with, hey, we're just trying to figure it out, you know, basically when you've been the person at another team and now you're having to come and figure out how this is going to work mm -hmm. uh it can be and to it can be difficult and when i heard that i'm like oh mm. oh he still thinks he's at portland yeah you you remember when i when i told you right before the season started how how the assistant coach ended up just walking away yeah. you know randomly like it was just out of the clear blue sky nobody knew nobody saw it coming right that that, that game that was a red flag for me mm. That was a red flag for me because you got to okay. realize that that coach Terry Stotts is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Terry Stotts up and walked off on on uh on the on Asian Griffin, like right before the season started. Now, yeah, and I'm sure that Terry Stotts has something to do with Dane being traded there, right? Um, because he's familiar with him. He coached him, right? Right. It was for many years. But Stotts was the coach before Charles Bill got a job, right? So him leaving kind of gave me pause. Okay. And kind of let me know that something was up. Now, I didn't know what was up because I'm not in the building. You know what I'm right. saying? But I don't know exactly what's going on, what the inner workings are. However, what, again, what, what gave me pause is the idea that that Dame's, you know, you know, confidant, you know, for lack of a better term, just up and walked out right before the season started. You know, that's very mm -hmm. telling. You, you know, you just don't up and walk out as an assistant unless something's really wrong, right? Right. You know, there's some philosophical differences between if you're the head coach and I'm an assistant, you know, and you know, all of a sudden, I was like, "You gotta find a new defense coordinator." I can't do it. I gotta go. Yeah. You know, so clearly something is off. Either I see it, and you don't, or we both see it, and we both mutually agree to part ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that that was that was that was a red flag for me. Um, but it's just weird and just interesting because again, I mean, I'm not gonna overreact to it, but I think it's weird and interesting because I think they feel like they they really play tough against the tough teams, and then they kind of lay down or or, or kind of let the foot off the gas with the not so great teams. Like, like, prime right. example, they beat Philly the first game. Now, mind yep. you, this, this is before Harden got traded. So then they turn around and lose to Atlanta bad by 17. Yeah. They come back and beat Miami. Yeah. Then they lose to Toronto. They beat the Knicks by five. And they beat the, Net, the Nets by four. And they beat mm. the Pistons by only by two. Only by two, mind you. The Pistons yep. only by two. Then they lose to Indiana, which is by two. Mm -hmm. Right? Which is a great team. We just talked about them. We're going to talk about them again. And then they turn around right around lose Orlando as well, bad. See? And then they beat Chicago. See. So yeah, it's very, it's a very up and down topsy turvy when it comes down to that team. And Dame was not playing well. No. Like Giannis is literally carrying the whole team right now. Yes. So as John as they as they go, the honest, as Giannis goes, they go at this moment. And it can't be that. Dame no. can't be the superstar that he's been over the last four to five years and play that bad. So yeah, he's got to elevate his play. One. Two, they got to get Milton, Chris Milson got to get his legs underneath him. He, he's not, he's not 100 there yet. That's another problem. No, and uh, you know, they ironically enough, as as big as they are, pause as a team. Uh, that's what you know, said. <laughs> they they are they aren't rebounding the ball like they should be at all, no. you know. So, that that all that mixed together is is leading to these victories slash losses that that should and shouldn't be happening, right? You know, for right now, for my money, they should. Be undefeated. I mean, because they didn't. I mean, they hadn't played Boston yet. I mean, all the, all the things they played, they should have beaten. Yes. 
in my opinion, based on how the team is constructed. And yeah. until they get to Dallas on Saturday, this coming Saturday, 8 o'clock, it's no team that's, you know, it's really highly threatening me, in my opinion. That's going to be telling how they respond in that Dallas game. Yeah, the Dallas game is going to be won on Saturday. And then that following Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, they play Boston yep. on ESPN. So so that, that's going to be the game that's going to tell a lot about wh- where they're at and how and how much better Dame needs to be playing in order for this team to be where we think they should be, um, you know, come uh, end of the season. But, you know, it's a wait and see. But I'm just very uh, – it's a very unexpected turn for me for them to be 6-4 right yeah. now. I think they should be more than, like, 8-2, and two, you know, 9-1, and one, you know. Because everybody, you might everybody have the off night. So I'll give you one loss. Nobody's undefeated yeah. at this point. But you know, the, but them being season four is definitely unexpected for me. Yes. Okay. Now the Pacers, who ironically breaking news, they just beat the 76ers today. So they're oh, seven damn. four. Oh damn. So they just beat the 76ers while we're on, on air. Okay. So they are seven and four now. So again, this is another team that we underscored in the preseason about how they were uh, maybe one season away from being highly relevant and then they did they did the same thing the Rockets did to us they hit the gas faster than we thought they would hit the gas yep now now we'll I will caveat this this particular team by saying that they invested in Rick Carlisle because we had that question too whether or not Rick Carlisle was the, was the right fit they right. gave him an extension right and they're seven to four so yeah how do you feel about the paces you know at the, at the seven to four mark and how you think they're going to look going forward I think they're going to be steady. I think what it's like where we talked about, they're going to be a team that's constructed well. They're going, they're, they're similar to the Rockets. You play them short, you're going to end up on the losing end mm-hmm. of the of the of the fight, right? They beat good teams. Ironically, yeah. the Bucks have not played good teams, but the Pacers have in a large clip, and they beat them. They beat yes. Cleveland, they they beat Cleveland twice, they beat Milwaukee, and they beat Philly. Yeah. And that's the t- that's that's what you that's the sign of a team that has potential. How do they respond against the teams that no one gives them a chance? What's going on, DZ and P Jones in the building? We see y'all. We appreciate y'all love, right? Uh, but how do they play against those teams? Mm-hmm. And the thing about the Pacers is they punched up, right? They've They've stepped into a new weight class and they've held their own and won talk a couple it. of those battles. So talk about it. You know, again, uh, Rick Carlisle has been a he's he's been a coach that's been around. He's mm-hmm. seasoned, uh, and what he's showing is that he has this team again believing and playing and now starting to expect to go in there and beat certain teams. And so this is a big win. To, mm-hmm. to beat the 76ers, especially with them being uh having the momentum that they have and to take and, and to take them uh not only to the end but to come out victorious. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think this is gonna be a team again, and I go back to it and say it over and over. Don't sleep because you're gonna wake up in the fourth quarter and be pissed off and say, How do we get here? Yeah. You know what my saying is you sleep, you get beat. You reach, I teach. It is. It is. So yeah, I'm I'm very impressed with what they're doing. Yeah. Um Ty- Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, Miles Turner. You know, you've always I, been a big fan of Buddy Hill. I have. I have. I still want him to wear purple and gold, but that's just my <laughs> I really we really need to need some more three-point shooting. But that's yes. a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. <laughs> you read DeAndre Russell's ass, but that's yeah, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna rant. I'm not gonna rant. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. rant. I'm gonna yeah. yeah. keep, keep it in the tuck. Keep it in the tuck. <laughs> um yeah, but 
yeah, nonetheless, yeah, I definitely uh like with how they're constructed. They're, they're, they yeah. are young. They are young. Yeah. Yes. They're very, very highly, immensely talented. Yes. Um, uh, Benedict I hope I said his last name right. He's a baller. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely playing very highly inspired basketball. And like I said, they have beaten good teams. It's not like they've been walking over, you know, Atlanta or the Wizards, anybody like that. They've beaten good teams in this seven, 11 game stretch. Right. You know, so that's, te- that's a testament to how well they're playing basketball. Yep. You know, and I mean, oh my God. I'm just gonna give you a quick number: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. At nine games out of eleven, Tyrese Halliburton has had double-digit assists. Ooh. Yes, yes, yeah. He's also led the team in scoring one, two, three, four, five times. Five times out of out of eleven, he's led the team in scoring, and he's led the team. What I what I say? Nine out of eleven. Yeah, double-digit assist games. That's a good. Hey, that's a good ratio. It is. It is yeah. so. Yeah, they're, they're playing very, very, very highly inspired uh, basketball for sure. Um, and again, I and I do highly believe this might be my strongest feel in take on how it's sustainable for them. Mm. I really do believe okay. it. I do believe it. I mean, just like when you have Buddy Hill coming off the bench, that tells that you something. that tells yeah. you what type of depth and talent you got on the team. Yes. Tyree, Tyrese and, and Bennett in, in, in the backcourt. Bruce Brown in the small four. Obi Top in the power four, and Miles Turner in the center. But he was and, and, and TJ McConnell come off the bench. And the fact that he's accepting that role. Yes. And then delivering on yeah. top of that is is yeah. telling for the yep. team. So yeah, shouts out to them. Now, first in the central division right now. Tyrese is averaging 23. Miles is averaging 18. Benedict is averaging 13. Buddy is averaging 13 off the bench. Jalen yeah. Smith is averaging 11. So they're getting it done. Yeah. They're getting it done. So salute to them. Looked at them in the paces. So, uh, yeah, I do believe that out of, out of the teams that I was, you know, rooting for, I believe that yep. this is very sustainable for them, and they're going to be a, a factor in the in the in the in the East, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Now to round this up, let's talk about the Warriors real quick. Now, this was a this was a a controversial you know take for both of us because you saying they you they you feel like they should be on the list. I feel like they shouldn't because for me, I feel like feel like at this point in sixty five, that's where they should be. That's what I thought they might be. You know, given the championship pedigree and the experience that they have, but the team they have had highest currently constructed, the lack of depth that they have on the bench. Yep. You know, again, for me, real quick, because I'm I'll let you speak on this more so because this is your this is your this is your baby in a sense. But I feel like that although they're they are six and five, you know, yep. and I and then they kind of it started off pretty well, but it kind of you know kind of came down to earth a little bit. Yep. But I do still believe that this team is too Steph Curry dependent. Yep. In order for them to win games. Yep. And I backed that up by saying that Steph is averaging 30.7 points a game at this moment. The next highest guy is 16. Oh, you have the floor, sir. You tell me how you feel about this six and five start for the for the Warriors. I, I don't like being fooled. I don't like being, you know, if you if you if you say you're gonna twerk some, twerk some. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't. <laughs> Don't come up now and you 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 talked about you're gonna twerk some and and you sit you sit in the seat the whole time. You just bop your head and move right. your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they, quick, another quick stat, because because when we started to you know brew this topic in in, in in production, they were five and one to start the season. See there. And then see that there? but but they're four they're they're one and four in the last five, though. That's see? the problem. See? You That's fooled the problem. me. Yeah, they you did. You fooled me. You sent me the nasty text, and then you went to sleep when I got there. Oh. I'm upset. 
Okay. I'm upset. I'm upset. I don't like it. Uh, and I might, I might open all your soda and leave the top off. So they flat when you go. Oh, to wow. drink it. Yeah. You, you, at least you ain't shake them and leave. Well, them. I didn't shake. I don't want to <laughs> shake it. I don't want to shake it. Cause that still means it's going to have some fears. Nope. I want to open the top and make it flat. That's okay. worse. Cause That's you get bad. your mouth ready for carbonation and then it's flat. You know what I'm saying? Flat like a pancake. But that's what makes me upset. And, you know, you talked about it. You highlight it. And, and I totally understand why you're saying, hey, they're, they're here. But I was looking at it like, wow, like you said, they started off five and one. They looked like, oh, look at this. The, the, they're, they're, they're bonding and, and they're coming together and they're working together. But as you highlight it, Steph Curry is doing way Way too, too much. much. Way too much. Way he he listen. A lot of people say he's might probably the most gifted shooter I mean, well, listen, of all time. Argue your mother if you think otherwise. Because that he definitely is the best shooter of all time. Well, I'll say I'll say he's he's number one, but I have a close number two. Ooh, who ooh. just didn't who he, he just didn't he didn't he was too advanced in his stance at the time. Mahmoud Abdul my um Raouf? Raouf, aka okay. Chris Jackson. Okay. If you look at Chris Jackson, mm. that boy was so oh, listen. I, I I think that you know if <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say yeah. that. That's gonna, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be real. Yeah. I think that his you know is is kind of like I feel like him and Kyrie Irving are kind of the same person, you know, like yes. in, in, in you know, then and now. You know, they're off the court views. You bled onto the court and kind of got them aligned in certain people's eyes, but skill yeah. level, just pure pure basketball talent. Oh, Mac Boo, Abdul can get it done. Yes, you know, and, and I think that shoot. I, I really feel like he was born. He was he was guilty of being born in the wrong era because if 100%. he was born right now and playing in this era, oh my god, he'd be killing. He would be dropping buckets because it was he, a big man's game when he was playing. Exactly, it wasn't a you know he's. He's in that Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving frame build, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was a the offense and the team starts with big men. Mm -hmm. And he was on some teams that did not fully I mean, utilize. At the time, he was with the Denver Nuggets for most of his career. Oh I mean, my gosh. We, this you know is the Denver Nuggets we know today. This is the much maligned Denver Nuggets from the 80s and 90s that nobody cared about. And they didn't, they didn't open up and allow him right. being a point guard mm -hmm. to be a scoring point guard. Right. Yeah, because everybody had that role. Like, you were the Jason Kidd, like John Stockton, like point guard. You were facilitating you are, and passing. You were, you were, you were the assistant maker, not a score. You know, not a score, yeah. You're, you're 12 to 15, Yeah. right? Your high would have been 18 one game, mm -hmm. but you're not the main focus. But we need double-digit assists exactly. <laughs> every night. Every night. Exactly. Yeah. And, but I digress. I come back to... Uh, Steph mm -hmm. is not physically built to do what he's doing right now oh. consistently. He can give that to you in spurts, but when we've seen this, we've seen this multiple times when the whole offensive production and the weight of the, the weight of the team falls on Steph and it eventually tires him out. It drains him. 
and it gets him to a place where he starts to incur a mental wearing down. When you don't have Clay showing up, and now Clay is a couple years removed from injury, but he's still mm-hmm. again. People say he's getting his, you know, he's getting he's getting back to being Clay, but he will never get back to that Clay again, right? Uh, Draymond is Draymond. You, you know, Draymond will give you a high of thirteen. Don't yeah. expect Draymond. To yeah, he's be. an energy guy. He's, he's yeah. definitely not a definitely not a you know a and world then, beating anything you know as far as his scoring and. Uh, he's, you know, he's a defensive, yeah. defensive energy guy. That's who he is. Yeah. He's a new age Rodman. That's it. That's it. So to wrap up, because uh, we don't want to belabor the point, right. is I was fooled into thinking that what I saw was going to be sustainable. And again, I think we're, I'm, I will speak for me, a victim of the name because for a spurt of time, we saw Golden State look invincible right and so we're riding off i would say you're riding off the name of what was with golden mm-hmm. state and that time is passed now that window is closed uh and what little draft of air that's coming through is quickly closing mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. they haven't reloaded it. they haven't re they they haven't drafted to the point of yeah, they don't have that next star yet. Because remember, they yeah. they've they've been they've been really keen on finding that one star that that that, that just kind of matriculates through the, through the system, and all of a sudden he pops at the right time and they start winning. They haven't yeah. had that yet. They're they, the yeah. Patriots of the NBA. Oh, that's a little, that's a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> a little when harsh. I say when I say you look at the name and you keep mm. you keep holding, you keep expecting more than I get. I get, but the production is not the same. Yeah, right? they're not as bad. They're not as bad as in situation as Patriots. No. They're not that bad. But yeah, no. I, I I feel what you're saying. And I they don't have saying. KD anymore. And we still yeah. we fell in love with that Golden State and we, this we, Golden State. Right, is not and the you, same. And you know what's weird because you know how it was the, the, the narrative that they couldn't win away from home last year. Right. They're five and two away, and they're one and three at home this year. It's a complete flip, complete flip. They can't win a game at home, but they can win a game on the road all the time. All and time. that's and again, that's telling because we always felt that Golden State was as they you had said, an astronomical advantage at yes. home. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I, I I don't think it's sustainable at all. I, I still I still I'm still waiting for the shooter drop on this Chris Paul business. Yeah, um, you know if they could, if they could find it in their hearts and their minds. To make a trade of some sort to help the team. That's what they should do because it's right yep. now the way they're currently constructed. It's not. It's not. It's not sustainable at all. Not it's at not. All. It's not. But we'll see how things go. We'll see how things go. All right, we'll take a quick break and then we're gonna flip over to the NFL and we're gonna talk about uh, a few things on that front. We gotta uh, talk about these Vikings. I mean, uh, come on, man. Talk. To, <laughs> hey, come on, man. We gotta talk about the Vikings. Uh, on, you know, is, is the, is the, how long is the magic is, is going is going to stay stay in town? How long is the magic show going to stay in town? Come on, we gotta talk about that. The AFC North about how many teams they get in the playoffs. We'll talk about that and what we learned in Week Ten. So uh, we will be right back as we run a quick ad, and uh, we will get right into the NFL. We'll be back in a minute.
And we are back. That's our ad for the 30-minute lockdown airing each and every Thursday at 11 a.m., giving you 30 minutes of news and views of the NBA and NBA sports world, NFL and NBA sports world in 30 minutes or less. We'll air it at it as well as, uh, as always, we'll get into that. Um, we got a pretty good topics going on this week. Uh, some uh, Washington news. We got some uh, Bills news. We got a couple couple of interesting topics there. So check that out. Uh, it's one of our highly more rated shows in the, in the uh, podcast on the network. So uh, check out the replays of those if you haven't. There's some good information out there for you. But Let's get us in the NFL. Let's talk about it. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a wild world we living in right now when it comes down to the NFL. I, I, I'm yeah. here. To be. Yeah, it's, it's a wild world we living in. Yes. So, Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings are trending. Um, yep. ma- the magic just keeps happening with Josh Dobbs. I don't know if he got a, a four leaf club in his pocket. You know, he didn't. You know, he didn't. Uh, he didn't get some uh some uh witchcraft lady to just just set the, <laughs> the greatest spell or whatever. I don't know. Right. But I tell you that the magic is still running. He left Arizona with the magic and yep. they and they brought it in Minnesota. So that's going on. The AFC North right now has the opportunity to get four teams out of four into the playoffs. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that. Then we're gonna talk about what we learned in week 10. So starting off with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's get let's get right to it. Let's get right to the madness. <laughs> let's get right to the madness. That is the 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 Minnesota Vikings, right? Yep. You know, we left them for dead. Twice already. We ain't played but nine games at yeah. this moment, right? Let me yeah. put them twice. They were one and four to start the season, I believe, with Kirk Cousins, left him for dead. They weren't really good defensively, and, and Kirk Cousins had to, you know, play Superman, you know, for them to win games, right? Mm-hmm. And which was only one game at that. Um, and then lo and behold, they ran off like two or three straight, and then Kirk ended up hurt, tearing his Achilles. Yep. So again, we brought him off again. Yeah. There's, there's no way possible that they're going to do anything with. Justin Jefferson already be on the shelf and, you know, to hopefully come back and then and Kirk Cousins being out for the season. Yeah. Lo and behold, they pull off the trade of trades, it seemed like, for the season and getting Josh Dobbs, who had been playing well. We both gave him credit for playing well when it came down to uh, his uh, production in Arizona. Now, it hadn't been resulting in a whole lot of wins in Arizona because I think we all can agree that they're pseudo tanking, right? They're kind of, you know, undercover tanking, right? They, they're looking for a high draft pick, right? You right. know, because even even the game with Calamari this past weekend, they were in it. They just, you know, something happens weird in the end of the game, but they just kind of, you know, give it away. Yeah. You know, that, it seems like it's been happening all season for them, but they've been competitive, right? Yes. So we, we moved Josh Dobbs up to uh, the Minnesota Vikings, send, you know, sent him way up north from Arizona, sent him from the warm desert to the cold of Minnesota. Yeah. And... You know, he was set to be the backup. Like, he wasn't even set to be the starter. He gets on the plane, and he shows up. You know, don't don't know the staff. Barely know who the coach is. You know, don't know none of the players. And uh, <laughs> their backup gets a concussion midway through the first quarter of the game that he's – his first game there. Yes. So he's thrust into action because in most teams at this moment, this juncture, only carry two quarterbacks active. You know, they got an emergency quarterback, which is usually a running back or wide receiver, but they carry yeah. two quarterbacks. So he was thrust into duty. And he not only was thrusting the duty, not knowing the playbook for real, not knowing anybody in the huddle, not knowing right. nobody's name, you know, don't know the terminology of play calls for real. Comes out and, and creates all kind of, uh, you know, plays with his legs and extension of plays and, and and moving the ball down the field and end up with a victory his first game out. Yeah. Then he doubles down and wins again last week. Yes. Run their win total, win streak up to five, which I think is yes. the largest win streak of the whole league right now. So, you tell me, because I, 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 I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the side of, of, of the coach here. 
Now, I love Josh Dobbs and what he's doing, and I don't think they can do it without him, but I think that they, the media in large is you know, giving Dobbs all the credit, but I think that Kevin O'Connell needs to be talked about in, in a sense of how he's getting things done and he's able to keep things afloat despite all the tr- all the turbulence he's, he's been going through. He yeah. lost his number one receiver, was arguably the best receiver in the league. Lost yep. his quarterback, and they still roll it. Yes. So tell me how you feel about this dynamic and what's going on with the Vikings. What is your opinion on them as a team right now? Man, this is just a feel-good story. I right? agree. I, I, I agree. just Listen, you're talking about a quarterback that didn't even – that didn't have the ability to have his own jersey when he was with the Cardinals. People have people were making up t-shirts, drawing t-shirts, creating their own. That's what couldn't I forgot get, about that. I forgot yeah, about that. He couldn't yeah. get a jersey while he was there. Nope. And then just to see him, to see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I put him in the Geno Smith. They wrote him off, but he didn't write back. He right back. Right? He couldn't break the lineup when he's with Pittsburgh. He's bounced around a couple times. Cleveland. He was at Cleveland for a while, didn't break yeah. in. And and listen, you the the saying you never let a good emergency go to waste is holding so true to Joshua Dobbs right here. What he's putting on film can get him a nice payday for his next contract, right? And so that's, that's, that, that, that's if Daniel that's, Jones and Geno Smith can get paid, damn it, Josh Dobbs needs to get paid. But go ahead though. Yes, at one hundred percent. It's just it's a great story. It's great to watch. It's a breath of fresh air because. Listen, he's not sputtering these wins out. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not a situation where he's going 13 for 30 and teams are just play, you know, uh it's a it's a it's a tip ball here it, or it, it's not like the game that happened Monday night with just ugly back and forth in no, the less ugly no, one. Yeah. No. Uh, he's listen. And if you're playing fantasy football, if he's still available in your league, you get need him. to get him because when I looked at his stats, the man is averaging over 22 to 24 points, bare minimum every week. And if you're in fantasy football, that's damn consistent for your quarterback. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's damn consistent. Better than Kenny Pickett and in, 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 uh, in Baker Mayfield are doing it. Hell yeah. Go ahead, hell yeah. But when you look at what he's doing, he's, he's using his legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the scrambles that he's had to keep himself, out of harm's way is amazing. He's is. I've seen him with a game with 70 yards and a touchdown, right? He's making great throws. Again, kudos to him and kudos to O'Connell for crafting whatever plays that first week that he came in. Because, again, if people are not aware, the man was traded, arrived in Minnesota on Thursday, didn't know his receivers' names, didn't have a chance to get on the field, and was thrust into starting because the first series. Listen, but, but give he, give more context to that because not only were he he got there late in the week because if yeah. you don't understand how football weeks work, like you are, if you play Sunday, you typically off Monday or two, maybe Monday and Tuesday, right? Yeah, you, you practice Wednesday and practice Thursday, walk through on Friday, and you and you either either another walk through on Saturday if it's a home game or you're traveling. Yeah, this is in this situation they were, they were traveling. So yes. they had to go to Atlanta. So they literally got on a got on a bus or a plane at like a plane because they sent Minnesota Atlanta yeah. a long way. So he got on, got on a plane on Saturday to play Atlanta on Sunday. He so hadn't he, practiced. He hadn't been there. He had had a walkthrough. He yeah. had one walkthrough. 
Yeah. He had one walkthrough before he, before he had to get on the plane to go to Atlanta. Yeah. And he goes down. The quarterback hall at the time, first series, goes out with a concussion. Mm-hmm. So here come Dobbs. And the magic listen, man. The magic man. Here uh-huh. come Dobbs playing the whole game. And not only that, he was behind. Had to bring mm-hmm. him back. You did. You did. And they won. 30, then, 31 to 28. Yes. And then this past week, walks into it again and wins. Against a good Saints team. Against a good Saints defense. A I'm going to say a good Saints, Saints defense. Yeah. Defense. Listen. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to throw it to you. So to answer the question, I think it's a, it's a marriage in this situation. It's, it's what O'Connell is doing with understanding how and being smart enough to simplify things, to put Dobbs in this team in a good position, but also Dobbs coming in and punching up, right, and punching up. But I'm going to say this, um, and I really want people to pay attention. There are times when you add a person and it elevates the team. Mm-hmm. This Minnesota de- Minnesota defense wasn't barn burners before Dobbs gets there. They were not. Since Dobbs has gotten there, look at the defense efficiency. Look at the defense of what they've been doing. Uh, but, and- but but don't sell my man short because Brian Flores is the DC of this team. Yes. I just want people to know that. Yes. Brian Flores is the defensive coordinator. And it yes. takes it takes a little while to get his system down, but once you get it down. You see how they're playing ball right now. But go yeah. ahead. And, and, and there's times when a player shows up and winning is their cologne. Winning is their confidence. Our confidence is their cologne. And you can see someone walk into an organization with their bop, with their, their the, 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 the giddy up in their step, right? The, the glide in their stride. And it just, it does something to the team. You know, the sun's a little brighter, the wind's a little cooler, the oranges are orange, more orange, the flowers are blooming a little better. That is what the magic man has done. And sometimes you just, listen, you 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 go with it. You mm-hmm. get in the car and you just say, hey, I don't know where we're going. Let's ride. But let's ride, right? <laughs> and And that's what's happening. And he's invigorating. And you see this every so often where somebody becomes the darling of the of of the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. They become the feel-good story. And Dobbs is the feel-good story. But I say all that to say, notice what happens when someone elevates a team. All of a sudden, things start clicking. And Minnesota is one of those teams. It, it hurt me. I'm telling you, I've talked about Cousins. But one thing, I would never want that injury to happen because I became a huge fan of him watching the quarterback. Oh, listen, right? we, we can we can talk about how, you know, what his ceiling is as a quarterback. We can talk about that as as, as a crit, as critical analyst, right? Yeah. But we'll never talk about how, you know, how uh, he's a bad person. Like, yeah. Kirk Cousins is, is a phenomenal person. Like, as a man, as a person, as, as him, as Kirk Cousins, the, the man, he's a great person. Yes. Like him and Derek Carr, like they, you will never ever ever hear me bad mouth Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins as a man. No, no. They're very good men. Like, listen, those type of dudes, you you need those kind of friends. Yes. You need those kind of yes. friends in your life. Because those are really, really good dudes. Really good, really good. And selfless dudes. And to to that point, to to hear stories about how the locker room was le- legit crime when they realized Kurt had toys Achilles. 
and he's yes. gonna be out for the season. Yeah, that tell you exactly how much they got behind yes. him as their quarterback, and so, they loved him. Absolutely, and, and he look, absolutely the chain. He, you know, he's a guy that just bought into if my team likes it, mm-hmm. I'm I love a good it. sport. If they, lo- it, if they right? like it, I love it. Yep. yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If you watch the quarterback, his home life, you yeah. would never expect oh, him no, to take no, no, a no, shirt no. off and no. have the chains on. But yeah. he, he went with it because right. it's like, hey, this is how we bond. Mm-hmm. He showed up. He went to work. He was super competitive. Right? But here's the thing. And that's the most the- you can ask for is your quarterback. Like, to be, to be so, I guess you can say, you know, reserved in his private life. But yeah. him to kind of come out of his shell and be and bond with the team, that, that's you can ask for nothing else. That Tom Brady made a living of that. Yes. As yes. as a as a quarterback for his 20 some odd years of playing football. Yeah. And you know, since 2016, mm-hmm. here's the thing that's sneaky about Kirk Cousins. You would never think it. Statistically, he was tops. He was top three oh, statistically. I, I gave one better than that. He was he was second in the league in passing and touchdowns before he got hurt. In the league, not the, not the NFC, the league. In the league. Right. Yeah. Oh, that, I, yeah. Listen, I, I'm loving this. I, I, I see them too. as being the playoff contenders. I, um, I would I would put a small amount of money in right now. They make the playoffs right now. I would do it. I do. I really believe. Minimal it's, it's, running game. Yes. Right. We have, look, because Madison is is hurt. Uh, Cam Eggertoy's Achilles again. Pray for him. So but they're the down to Todd Chandler and and my and Miles Gaskins as the running back. And they're still finding ways to win games. And they so, don't have arguably top two receiver who has been out for five weeks now. Yeah, five weeks. And will not come back, reports are, will not come back until after I think they're by. That's crazy. That is. That is. Most teams would have folded by now and been burning, been burning everything and getting ready for next season. You know, Mm -hmm. hey, you know what? Here's, I'll end with this. The funny thing is, Dobbs is the melanated version of Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. He gives them the same feeling that Kirk mm. Cousins gave, gave them. It didn't, just, them long, it didn't take them long to wrap their arms around him, i say that. He, he is who he is. He's not trying to be anything that he's not. He's just there. He's, he's loving a, the situation. He's, he's an eyebrowless assassin. The eye- <laughs> trade market. I think that's the first time I've heard it. The eyebrowless assassin. assassin yes. 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 I love it. The eyebrowless I love it. assassin. Yes. I love it. Yes. So, yeah. And I, he's I'm, extremely smart because he was a nuclear scientist. Listen, listen. Okay, first and foremost, that dude can run. Listen, you don't want to play ex academic with that dude. No. <laughs> no. No. You don't want Jeopardy is academic. Like, listen. He was a 4.0 student. I have no question about that. Yeah. I mean, again, to, to be a football player, but to, but to have a is nuclear, it was a, it was a it never, it was something, it was engineering it was or something like that. It was nuclear yeah. engineering. Okay, yeah. nuclear engineering. Wow. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, even, that makes even, my brain even, hurt. Even, 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 for my, even for my brain, it hurts. And, I'm, and I was yeah. a good student. So, <laughs> you know, again, yeah, that, that did right there. It tells you exactly. He, he didn't have to be, de- you know, he didn't have to do do this at all and he could be making big money and his, yeah. his own just using his brain and he chose to play for and be a feel good story for the vikings i'm all for it i the really am all for it. he's an aerospace engineering yeah they it. call him the pastor not 
Yeah, because yeah, because he was he was a part of that uh the the he was he was there for the uh space launch last space launch that they had. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was thinking about going to that if he didn't work football didn't work out. Yeah, I remember that story now. Yeah, yep. yeah. But again, I don't want to I don't want to overshadow Josh. I don't want to talk too much about Josh Dobbs because I do want to give Kevin O'Connell and Brian Flores a lot of credit. Yeah, for being able to keep things going. And if you look at the last two years, you give you know give the defense a lot of crap. You know, go leaving the defensive coach that they had for years. You know, and going to, and pivoting to Kevin O'Connor, the offensive guy. Yeah, the defense hadn't been up to snuff. Now I will say that Daniel Hunter is leading the league in sacks as well, so that's something to write your home about. Yeah. But the defense hadn't been up to snuff. It's one thing why they went out and got Brian Flores, but I still think they're still void of some personnel here and there. But mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell is not the issue, and I think we don't give him enough credit for being a really good coach and being a really good, you know, mover of men. To your point, yes. um, so for him to be able to keep this thing going, keep it patched up and figured out quickly, pivoting quickly and bringing Dobbs in and it, they didn't miss a beat. Kudos to Kevin O'Connor, our coaching staff. And I really think yes. that if they make the playoffs, he should get higher consideration for coach of the year. Okay. That's super fair. Super fair. Okay. All right. So let's talk about uh, the AFC North, the black and blue division. Hell yeah. <laughs> like we called it before the season started. It's going to be uh, the toughest division in the league, and it's living up to the billing, right? Yes. Uh, and whoever wins the division is going to earn it. We said it before. We say it again. Yep. So, you know, as as is, we're in week 10 going into week 11, I think we're, I think we can safely say that everybody's played at least nine games, right? Yep. Yep. So, at, through the nine-game sample size, from your opinion, do you think that this this division, how the Bengals are trending, how the Ravens are trending, how the Bengals are trending, and I don't know how um, – Browns are trending, excuse me, and I don't know how the Steelers keep winning games, but damn it, shout out to Mike Tyler. Yeah. But do you think that this division has the chance to get all four teams in the playoffs this season? They have a chance, but it probably won't happen just because – it's a numbers game. Okay. And you have the AFC West, the South, the North, the East. That's already four spots for the division. Well, let, let me give you some context now, because if you look at the other divisions, though. Yeah. Let, let's break this down real quick. So we just seen the dumpster fire that is the Bills happen on Monday night. Right. right. The Jets are a complete utter mess. Yes. The Patriots are even worse of a mess, ironically. Yes. Who's who, Not, who had that on their bingo card going into the season that the Patriots will be more of a mess than the Jets? They only have two wins. Right. So that's you disqualifying three teams, three, two to three teams already. Like right. the Bills don't get it together and they just fired the OC. So that's a whole other conversation. That's crazy. Yep. But if they don't get it together, they're gonna mess around in the playoffs. So the, the default winner is gonna be the Dolphins and the Dolphins only. Yep. Everyone else is gonna be sitting at home. That's one division. Yep. So then you have the, the, the Titans, South with, the South with the Titans who ain't doing nothing. Nope. The Colts were on their backup quarterback who would, you know, I mean, unless they're playing an inferior opponent, they can't win games. Right. You no, know, the Texans are ascending. Yes, I'll give the Texans credit. So I think they will fight the Jaguars up in the next few weeks, you know, yep. for, for supremacy in the division. But that's two teams. Yep. Now, if if the Jaguars don't get it together and they don't bounce back from that shellacking that the 49ers just gave them, then they in trouble. Yep. Right. So but we're not scared of either one of those teams of being going on a run and being dominant, right? So look okay. at that. Then you got the West. Yep. And you're only gonna have KC come out of that division. Ex- exactly. Now the, the Raiders are a feel good story with Antonio Pierce. Right. But short of them making a run, and they got a tough matchup this week. 
you likely only get one team out of that division. So yep. you're only guaranteed to get the Dolphins, the winner of the South, and the winner of the West, which is the Chiefs. Yep. So that leaves that's still that's still that's still four spots left. Yeah. Now listen, I think it could, but I do think the Texans are ascending. Um, and I think even the worst case, Jacksonville still it's it's gonna be nip and tuck. I agree. Last position because mm-hmm. the Bengals are five and four right now. Houston's five and four right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that last spot is gonna be is 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 gonna be nip and tuck, right? I'm gonna I'm say what I feel like will happen. This okay. is burning a hole in my brain, like I said. I think that this just came to me. Now I think that this this way the way this checks out that the Ravens win a division. Okay. The Bengals are finished second, Cleveland finished mm. third. They all get in. The Steelers have a winning record, but they don't make the playoffs. Okay. We're gonna have to clip this and come back to this. Cause that would mean the Steelers would somehow have to go on a struggle streak because they're second. Not really, right because now. nine and eight, nine and eight is a winning season. And they're five and three right now. Did I have that right? Five and three, six and three? Six and three. Six and three. Yeah, six and three right now. So that's with Cleveland. Yeah. So I mean it's not if that, that's not extremely far fetched to say they go, you know, uh was it that would make it five hundred throughout the next stretch, if I have the math right? Yeah, hold on. Let me let me see. So they have one, two, we, we, three, they, four. They played nine five, games. Six, seven. They got seven. They got left. eight games. Yeah, well, yeah, they got eight games left. So they would make that. They would say they go five. They would go sub five hundred. Boy, they, three, three and three and five over the next stretch. Yeah. So three and five. Yeah, that would make them nine and eight. Yep. Um. So I mean, and I'll give you the schedule. They got Cleveland coming up this week. Yep. Then Cincinnati. Yep. Then Arizona. Win, win, New England win, win, Indianapolis win, and they got okay. to come back again with Cincinnati, Seattle, and Baltimore to finish the season. Listen, it's, and it's they got to go to Seattle. By the way, they got to go to Seattle. By the way, it's gonna be damn nip and tuck. It is. It, it's possible. It's yeah. definitely possible. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just really thinking that one of these spots is possibly gonna go to a team in the AFC South. Now I'm with you because I think that if, if, if Texans continue to upward trend and they ascend. They'll no no worse. They, they, they at worst it will be a wild card team. Yep. Which with a shot at the division. Yep. Yeah. And the Jaguars, whoever wins the division, other teams gonna be a wild card. I think that you get two out of that division. Yeah. You get one out of the East, one out of the two out of the South, one out of the West, and you get three out of the East. I'm mean, three out of North. Excuse me. Three out of okay. North. And there's your team. So it's three, okay. five, six, seven. There's seven teams. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So we'll see. Yeah. We will see. So speaking of uh week ten, so, <laughs> so in that particular space, what what did we learn in week ten? Uh in regards to uh you know how how things went for the entirety of the week. And um, you know, what was the biggest lessons that you learned? What would you, what what did what did week ten teach you? Let me ask that question. Uh week ten taught me that for one, I don't this is a new Detroit. This is a Detroit that, again, you're going to have to see them. They have all the components, all the ingredients to make a contender, right, to turn around and for Detroit not to Detroit. So we learned that. Uh, we learned that uh, the NFC South has maintained being one of the worst divisions in football. <laughs> Uh, I think them and them in the in the AFC East are fighting for it. But go ahead though. Yes. NFC West, we've learned that it's gonna be nip and tuck. 
between San Fran and Seattle. I don't uh, I don't I don't agree, but go ahead though. Oh, oh okay. okay. I think I think the 49ers have gotten back on track. They got everybody healthy. And I think that again, I, I spoke about this in Geno Smith. I I just don't believe in him being a quarterback on an elevated team enough to get them wins against San Fran, in my opinion. Okay. Go ahead though. I, I was saying that I believe that San Francisco is health dependent. When they have, you know what? Let me let me change it like this. Trent Williams is the X factor. The team with Trent and the team without are two different teams. And so as long as he's that's healthy, a that's a fact. They're 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 gonna be powerful, right? And when if if they stay healthy, they're gonna be a fight for anybody that they have to face. Uh AFC North is truly when they play against each other, it's a damn crapshoot. It's a damn crapshoot at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then Miami, uh the AFC East, uh Buffalo is a hot dumpster fire. Mm. The Jets are done, and mm-hmm. Miami can only beat the teams that are subpar. Yep. And so what I've learned overall is to uh, expect the unexpected in That's this the theme of the show. <laughs> it, it has, expect the unexpected right now because yeah. the people that you have favored, they end up either damn raising your blood pressure because it's nip and tuck, or they mm-hmm. end up losing. Yep. And the teams that you don't see uh, at all end up becoming victorious and you're like houseweight. Right. Right. So expect unexpected. That's what I've learned now that we are over half of the season completed. Expect mm-hmm. unexpected. Okay. Well, I, I got four hot takes on my on my list of what I've learned. Okay. So the Chargers for starters can't play a lick of defense with the high one of the highest payrolls in the league on defense. Not at all. And that's indicative of, of who the coach is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just leave it there. All right, guys. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say more about that on the 30 minute lockdown. So stay tuned for that. I got some I got some things to get on my chest. <laughs> but the Cowboys, to me, are continuing their ascension. Despite losing Lake Vanderbilt for the year, despite losing Trayvon Diggs for the year, I think that they are continuing their ascension. Now, this is mind you, they're doing this in and they're in the rise of Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, you know, void of a running game for real. Like you didn't hear Tony Potter's name in weeks. Rico Dowdle, you know, anybody. Anybody that's running back on that team, you haven't heard their name. And they're still getting it done at a high clip. Um, what happened to the Wolf Hunter? Why, did, why is he gone for the season? Neck injury. Neck injury. Him mm. and, uh, he was getting blocked by Trent Williams in a San Fran game, and he ran into Michael Parsons and he hurt his neck. Okay. So he's done for the season. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I think that, I think I said this last week and I said it again, that I think the Cowboys losing the Eagles was a good thing for them. Okay. I think that they lo- they gained a lot of confidence. You know, it's 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 you know, people, you know, play sports understand this if this has happened to you. That if you you play a good team, you yeah. know, some people would on would I, I you know, most people would give them as being the best team in your in your division and conference at the moment. They just went to Super Bowl. You mm-hmm. played them and you played them to the wire. Like you literally it was literally down to the last play of the game. Right. To determine who won or lost. So you were right there with them. So that gives you the confidence to believe that you can play with them and anybody else in this league. Okay. Right. That coupled with the fact that their schedule was was get got lightened up after they played them off a of bye. So they're going to play three games is going to nothing do nothing but fuel and 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 gas like their confidence level when they go play the Eagles again in three weeks. Okay. So I believe that their confidence their their confidence level is going to be at an all time level. Uh, you know, to the highest level it can be at the time that they, at the time it needs to be when they play the Eagles again. 
And I okay. think that's going to be a really good and really feisty game, assuming health for every for both teams, right? Okay. But I do believe the con- the Cowboys are ascending. You know, you know, it's not you know it's not easy for me to say because I mean Cowboy fans are annoying. I mean, you know, so I don't <laughs> have any love for that. You know, the, the organization to me has been uh uh what's what's the nice word I want to use for it? It's been um underachieving. Uh, right. From an organizational perspective, you know, mainly due to Jerry Jones. So, again, you know, I, I you know, I, I be but being objective to say that they, I can see the confidence level brewing in in that team, and I think that they're going to be a tough out for anybody that has to play them in the next few weeks. Sure. Um, ironically enough, Sam Howe is leading the whole league in passing yards. Ain't that ain't that ain't that some? Mm. I'm like, wow. Wow, you know, you know, again, it's not it's not equating to wins in certain spaces, and I think that we all can agree by them selling all their pass rushers at the deadline. They're pretty yes. much, you know, throwing things in the tank at this moment. Yep, and riding down the the, the bayou slowly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the fact that he's leading the league in passing yards, and people, you know, pretty much didn't believe at any stretch that he was a franchise quarterback in any right is is is, is remarkable. Right. So I learned that this week, and then lastly, the Raiders are scary out. Mm. I think that if if things void of Woody got to play this week because this this week's matchup is like it's it's a rough one. I mean, just yes. to say the least, they got to they got to play the Dolphins off a of bye, so you got to keep up with that that Dolphins. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it just, you know, it just is what it is. But but short of that, they they're a scary out, and I mm-hmm. think that's when Pierce them getting rid of McDaniel's was a, again that's like the James Harden argument we made earlier about getting the the cancer out of the room. You know, no pun intended. Right, you know, getting the bad apple out of the bunch. You know, so the rest of the apples can flourish, and Antonio mm-hmm. Pierce is a is a mover of men. Okay. You know, so I think that he's can do himself a solid by coaching his team hard and getting them prepared each week to to really be a difficult uh, opponent for anybody. And he could right. go well be on his way to being the next coach of this team. Yes. So I do believe that that's another lesson I learned today. Here, riding high with two quick victories, the defense is playing really well, and I do believe that this team, you know, uh, even with Aiden O'Connor's being their starter at this moment, can make some noise. And if they, if people aren't careful, based upon the schedule they have going forward, that they can mess around and sneak into the playoffs if they string together more a few more wins. Okay. So you know, be on the lookout. It's you know, rough for me to say as a Chargers fan because hell, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> but you know, I mean, just again, me being objective. I mean, because they, they they got a tough schedule though. I, I do. Yes. I will say that. Got Miami, then got KC, then got a buy. They got Minnesota, yep. Chargers again, KC again, Indeed, and Denver. So that's okay. I only see but one guarantee win on that schedule. So you know, so, so we'll we'll see. But again, they're gonna play everybody tough. I promise you that mm-hmm. they're gonna be tough out. Whether they win all of them, lose all of them, split whatever they do, it's gonna be you gonna know that you're going to fight. Yeah. Whether you win the fight, or lose the fight, you know you're gonna be. You knew you was in a fight when you got when you left. Yeah, you were sore after the fact. <laughs> you were sore after the fact. So yeah, so that's my takes. So you got anything go backs before we move on? Nope. All right. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about week eleven uh, in uh, in these games of the week here. Yeah. So um, we had a great week last week. Not so much this week. Um, we went okay, uh, back to earth. Well, I wouldn't say that. We were four and two last week. Four and two last week, so we didn't go negative. I, I'll say it that way. We didn't go negative, so we broke even. We broke even. We're both three and three, for different reasons, ironically, because so I think I, I think I picked the Chargers and you picked the Lions. I picked the Texans. You picked the Bengals. So I think that's how we end up splitting on that, so and getting right and wrongs. But we both ended up with three and three in different ways. So we both still twenty five and thirty five to tie the, the, the overall record. Okay, so let's see how we do. 
going into this week. So it's some good matchups yeah. this week. Yeah. To say the least. Really good matchups. Yep. So the you know, first up on the docket is uh is uh is this the Thursday night game, Bengals at Ravens? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's get right into it. <laughs> Let's get right into it. So the Bengals are going to Baltimore on Thursday night, uh, coming off a loss, ironically, to the Browns of, of all people, right? Yep. Um, so and they're favored at this moment on the fan duel at three and a half. So who wins this game in your opinion? I go with the Ravens. So the Ravens are gonna win and cover. Yes. All righty. I, I don't think they cover. <laughs> so I'm going Bengals. <laughs> okay. I don't think they cover. So I, I'm going Bengals on that one. If that, that's four points. I can see if it was if it was two and a half, I would be down. Right. Three is, is a bit much for me. So I'm going Bengals. Me, me personally. All right. So we got the Steelers at the Browns, another AFC North matchup. We just got through talking about them. And the Browns, ironically, are favorite at home by four. Browns. Are you taking Browns with the points? Yes. Four, four against the Steelers. Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, hmm. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. I don't like the points. Yeah, that's fair. I don't like the points. I'm going Steelers. Okay. I don't like the points. Damn. Too many. Too many. Already out the gate. Yeah, if it's, if we, we, I don't we, like the points. At odds. Yeah, because I don't like the points. I think that they can win by three. It's, it's, a, it's a divisional game. Yeah. Michael Tomlin coach team. Mike Tomlin led defense. I do believe that it's going to be a it's going to be a field goal game. If it was okay. two and a half, I'd be on the Browns. But okay. the fact that it's four, they got to win by five. No, I'm not giving the Browns five points against anybody. Gotcha. <laughs> no. All right, so the Chargers got to go up to Green Bay. Uh, and I think I actually, I actually had this wrong on, on the graphic. I forgot to change it. So the Chargers actually favored by minus three on the road to the Packers. I take the Chargers. So the Chargers by four. You got to win by yeah. four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because we can't stop a uh, uh, we can't <laughs> we can't stop a water buffalo from running into a barn. <laughs> I just can't uh, stop a fat person from sitting down. Right. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop. We can't stop people. Fat people getting in the bakery and the door lock. <laughs> I like the points. Yeah, can't stop a baby from shitting. Nope. So I like the points. I don't. Okay. Again, I like the points. It's it's four. We got we we got to beat the Packers by four points. Yeah. Uh, nah, I'm going Packers. We win. The, we may win the game. We may, but the Packers. Uh, we're not. We're not going to win by four points. That's another field goal game to me. In right. Green Bay. I haven't checked the weather, but again, it's getting it's getting cold out there. Yeah. So again, I, you know, I don't know the last time we even played in the cold. Right. So yeah. So next game is the Ravens and Dolphins. We just talk about this matchup. And the Dolphins are at home and they're favored by eleven and a half points. Listen, this is one of them scary games because mm -hmm. technically the Raiders are five and five. The the, pack, the Dolphins have normally had success against teams under five hundred. Under five hundred. Well, when you know it, the damn Raiders are right at five hundred. Right. Um, but here's the thing that has me extremely concerned. That's damn twelve points. That's a lot. That's a pop ton of points, right? Have we seen them drop a gang of points? Yes, but still, 12 points is a lot against a team that's ascending. Mm -hmm. 
in the Raiders. So I'm going to go Raiders. Me too. I don't like the points. <laughs> yeah. I, you know where hell you going to tell me the Raiders going to give up 12 points to the Dolphins. I, I know that the, the offense is good and all, but they're not that they're not giving in a warm weather game. Yeah. They're not giving they're not giving up 12 points to the Dolphins on that. I don't I don't believe. Yeah. It. I don't believe. It. All right, so the Vikings so again, who we just got through talking about and the Broncos coming off that a crazy win on Monday night uh, at home against the Vikings and they're favored by two and a half. Vikings. Vikings. I mean, that's that's just house money. I'm gonna go Vikings too because I think that you know, yeah, yeah, too, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ride the magic until until the, until the magic shows yeah. leaving. I'm just yeah. gonna say it that way, ride the magic. All right, so the game of the week: Eagles at Chiefs, and the Eagles, the Eagles going to uh, KC, and they're dogs by three. The Chiefs are favored by three. This is tough. I love Jalen. But they're playing at Arrowhead. Yep. Taylor Swift has a forty-five percent chance of going showing up to the game. By the way. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Chiefs by three. Okay. <laughs> so you got to win by four. Yeah. Okay. But the main reason too is because the Chiefs' defense has been playing lights out. That it has. That it has. And Jalen's hurt. Uh, but it, but it, yeah, he's hurt. But they, they both come off a of bye week, so they've had a week or both had a week of rest. Yeah. And but but the the Eagles secondary as well is not playing like they played before. But I mean, we act like the Chiefs' the offense has been lighting it up either. Yeah, one one a dollar in one hand, a bird in the other. It's damn equal. But yeah, I go with Chiefs just because of home field. Okay, well, all the Eagles got to do is win, and I, I I'm going with the Eagles. Okay. If I had a, if I had a lineup, if who got a better defense, the Eagles at this point got a better defense holistically. Mm. I, I like I like the Eagles getting after uh, Patrick Mahomes in in that front, uh, you know, holding up against the and that was secondary holding up against the receivers. I mean, we ain't talking about the, the Miami Dolphins receivers. We talking about the Kansas City receivers who they can't can't seem to de- de- define who the number one is. So okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Eagles on that. Because they all they got oh, they don't they even got to lose in the game. They just got to lose by less than four. <laughs> so right. I'm I'm good either way. I'm going with the Eagles. Okay, all right, so. I got the Bengals, Steelers, Packers, Raiders, Vikings, Eagles. You got the Ravens, Browns, Chargers, Raiders, Vikings, Chiefs. Yep. So this is gonna be a good one. This is gonna be a good one. Yeah. Somebody gonna laugh. Somebody gonna cry. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be disgusting. Oh, well, yeah. Somebody, somebody's gonna be uh, excited and smiling, and somebody's gonna be sad and crying. We, there we're it is. See. There it is. So yeah. Oh man. Oh, Zach, you just missed it, man. We talked about the Pacers earlier. We we literally talk about them in in in, in glowing fashion. You missed it. Yep. So watch the replay on it, in the front set part of the show. We talk about the Pacers in in, in depth. So we definitely gave them a shout out. Yep. Definitely uh, take the Sixers down at seven to four this moment. We giving them definitely big kudos. Yeah, big kudos. Yeah, it, yeah I know. These that is it might be draft season for us. <laughs> we might listen. But much like much like a couple other teams have done, just go ahead and put a, throw the stuff in the tank. Let's just go ahead and drive down the drive down the coast. Yep. yep. <laughs> and just go ahead and pack it up. You know, hope yep. we get a high draft pick. I don't even I you know, we need so much at this point to, to turn things around. We need a new coach first and foremost. <laughs> Second of all, we need you know, we gotta replace the guys we're losing because our captain situation is ugly. Yeah. So, you know, we we need a corner, we need a we need a another old lineman, we need a running back, we need a, an interior defensive lineman, you know, linebacker. Uh, it's, a lot. it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. lot. But yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how we'll come draft season. What what how things check out because it's starting now for us. 
All right. So as always, like you said, we, uh, the show schedule is on the, on the screen. If you watch it on YouTube, Tuesday nights, uh, sports talk, which great nine o'clock Wednesdays evenings at seven 30 wild West podcast. That's the AFC West podcast. Lighty fast fantasy podcast at nine 30 on Wednesdays, following up with the light after the wild West podcast is over. Uh, Thursday mornings at, at 11 a.m. is the 30 minute lockdown. Uh, if you need to reach me on any social medias, Instagram, I'm a lockdown diva sports and on Twitter, I'm lockdown defense. Email is lockdown diva sports at gmail.com. And if you're on Facebook, we're on Facebook now. We're broadcasting on Facebook. Uh, lockdown diva sports on Facebook. Search that out, follow the page, and uh, and we'll get you our content right there and in, in, in live and direct each and every week. So, in the meantime, I appreciate everybody coming through in the chat this day and on replay gang. Like, comment, subscribe if you have not done so. And we'll be back next week with another video. Step up and log it down.